this is Lou Rosenfeld with a new installment of the Rosenfeld Review podcast. And I am talking today with Jack Moffat. Hi, Jack. How you doing? Hi, Lou. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you. Uh, Jack is someone many of you know from his book, uh, Bridging UX and Web Development, came out a couple of years back. He is the, uh, I guess you're just the, the guy who runs uh, the UX team at uh, Inmedius. Yeah, we're a subsidiary of the Boeing company. We've been, we were acquired just a few years ago. And uh, so we've, we've been kept as an entity, so we're actually a small company within a very, very large enterprise company, and I run a small UX team, so we're focused on a very uh, specific uh, set of software. Great. Can you tell us anything about that particular line? Yeah. We have a suite of tools that are all about uh, authoring, managing, and delivering technical information uh, so think like maintenance manuals specifically for, for airplanes. Um, so we have tools that authors use to author the manuals, then tools that are used to manage that data, send it through works, workflows, and then another tool that's for uh, delivering that data, displaying the manuals for the technicians in the field on mobile devices. So having your uh, sleeves rolled up and your, your arms in the guts of tools for uh, a, a suite of tools is probably in line with the, the topic we're going to talk about today, which is design systems. Yeah, it really is. Jack is uh, the moderator and uh, curator of uh, uh, one of the four themes at the Enterprise UX conference that's happening in June in San Antonio, and it's on designing design systems. And uh, Jack is working with uh, three presenters They've been talking for months already about what they're going to present on. And the three people are Nathan Curtis of Eight Shapes, uh, Dawn Needy of Intuit, Nalini uh, Katamraju of Salesforce. And uh, their three talks uh, are all on design systems. So, what, you know, I, I have an answer to this question, but I think yours would be far more interesting. What is it about design systems that is uh, generating so much interest? We we're finding ourselves in this situation in enterprise where we have these small teams that are having to support much larger development teams on uh, huge um, products and suites of products, and so finding a way that we can we can scale um, our contributions to the whole process um, and and get a better product out the door at the end, something that's consistent across the line, and allow other people to contribute to that process more easily and still end up with a good result at the end. Um, the design, a design system, having a system in place, um, really helps that a lot. So, you know, and is the audience for uh, those uh, for the design system typically going to be developers or content people uh, as well as UX people? Or how does it break out in terms of uh, what you're doing there at Inmedius, but also other organizations that you know of? Yeah, it it can vary a lot depending on the organization, of course. Um, but the idea is that once you have a design system in place. Um, you don't necessarily have, not every little thing has to be done by somebody on the design team, right? You can have other teams in the organization 
that are hopefully um, getting uh, getting some some uh, input and oversight uh, of of the employment of the system, but will be able to uh, do a lot of work um, on their own uh, and and still have uh, consistent um, tools and and applications that come out the end. I guess one of the the challenges, of course, is you're creating a suite of tools, but there's more to it than that, right? So if you you have to create a context so people understand that these tools are out there and that they have value and that they have more value than maybe reinventing the wheel. Um, but I imagine you also have to have a, a, something of a, a shared vocabulary with non-designers so that they can understand what's in a design system so that they can take advantage of it. Um, and then even going kind of further, do you find that those people then change the way the design system is used in, in uh, ways you didn't anticipate, uh, maybe some ways good as well as not so good? I expect so. Um, it's actually one of the, the things that Nalini is going to be uh, covering a lot in her talk. She's going to be looking at it from... Um, uh, sort of of from a sociology standpoint. Uh, She's been doing interviews with um, adopters and non-adopters to find out, you know, what what makes the the, uh, system successful or more easily adopted? Why aren't people adopting them? What are the the things that get in the way of that? Um, In my own organization... Uh, One of the reasons why this theme is really interesting to me right now is that we're right in the middle of building our own system. Uh, We're in the thick of it, and we're we're doing some redesign on some products, uh, which doesn't isn't something you get to do very often. Uh, And we're we're building out a design system from from scratch. And so one of the things that we're really really doing right now is working tightly with the developers uh, to make sure that it uh, it's not just something that that we can use but that that it fits into their workflow um, and that they can be consumers of uh, and so one of the things that helps that that's a really important part of the design system is the documentation of the system and how you make that available to them uh, how people can access it and uh, companies uh, like Salesforce and like Intuit that, that uh, Nalini and Don uh, work at is that they've you know, published on, on a website um, the complete design system with, with all of the rules and, and guides on, on how, to, how to incorporate the components. So maybe walk me through this a little bit because I don't work in an enterprise setting. Uh, um, how do you... And how do they approach and and start the process of socializing the design system in the first place? Is that a a kind of missionary type of work where it just means grinding out uh, conversations at a grassroots level, or are there typically um, maybe broader organizational initiatives that that have the sponsorship of senior people? Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of socializing that has to go on. And it's probably um, more of an issue at, at other companies than, than mine because, like I said, we are, while we're part of Boeing, we're still a, a pretty small uh, group. And so it hasn't been too difficult for me to get buy-in from everybody. Uh, everybody seems to see the benefits of it, and I, I really didn't have any resistance uh, myself, which which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, that that's something that's definitely going to be covered uh, during the talks at the conference about um, you know who are all of the people, who are the stakeholders in this. Um, and what are their concerns with it? How do you show the benefits of it uh, and, and get buy-in from all of them? I've got to think that the sense of ownership is not only something that changes over time, but that uh, design people who may have developed the design system from the outset have to be prepared to, to, to begin sharing and ultimately giving up ownership. Uh, for it to be important and used and and believed in organizationally, it can't just be something that those design people run. Am I right? Or right? And 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 what does it mean to be a designer um, when when you have a system in place? Right. I mean, I'm used to being this uh, you know creative person where I'm I'm. I'm coming up with new solutions and better ways of doing things. And so even among the designers, um, you know, there, there could be some uh, reluctance uh, to, to do this kind of thing because once you put a system in place and you have these standards uh, that you're expected to follow, um, a designer could feel kind of uh, repressed a little bit on on what they're allowed to contribute. And so, where do you get the balance between you know having those standards and still having uh, the the ability to make improvements and uh, uh, keep keep main, not just maintaining the system but improving it going forward? So I know that Nathan Curtis's talk is is touching on sustainability. And I know he's a little different than the other speakers in that he's taken uh, a crack at design systems as a consultant rather than someone who's uh, in-house. Right. Is that kind of what he's getting at in terms of, uh, you know, sustainability taking the form of uh, helping uh, uh, more people uh, get a stake in ownership, or is it something else? Yeah, I think he's going to be looking at it um, from from start to finish, Right. Um, how do you get started? Um, how do you uh, build that ecosystem for it, right? Who, who's going to be building it? Who's going to be maintaining it? Who's going to be sustaining it? Um, what are all of the things that, that, that the organization has to do to, to, to put that in place? Um, and, you know, one, one of the, the big points that that he's been making recently is that uh, an, an organization needs to consider the the design system as a tool that they're funding. Is that analogous to, let's say, um, funding a, a large enterprise software acquisition? Either acquiring or, or building yourself. Just the fact that um, 
it's 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 something that that you're investing in, right? That you need to you need to put effort into it, and that you you can expect to have um, some benefits coming from that. Okay, and do they uh, is that a, a change in perspective from how they often see it now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, right now, the service that the design team or the UX team provides within the organization, um, again, depending on the organization and the way it's set up, sometimes it's seen uh, as a cost. You know, if, if, you're, if your UX team uh, acts in a consultant fashion to projects within the organization, um, sometimes it's just seen as a skill set. Right, and so the the products of that, uh, the documentation, uh, or the the specifications, the design work, um, it, it's just seen as as artifacts of the process, right? But a design system really becomes much more than that. Um, it's it's something that carries through much farther. It 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 really does become a tool that. Um, the entire organization is able to use to um, increase the the speed at which they're able to produce uh, software, uh, increase the quality of the software that they're producing. Um, so it's and the main the the maintenance of it. Um, is a little, little more involved as well, so it's going to take a little bit more investment. That's exciting because it, it sounds like that's one of those opportunities for design to to kind of transform from something perceived as a ambiguous uh, uh, service uh, to something that's more of a concrete product. And that has more concrete value. So uh, that's an interesting transition, and uh, we're always looking for opportunities to to do that in our uh, in the design world. So that's great to see. Um, are there any kind in the conversations you've had with uh, Nalini and, and Dawn and Nathan? Are there any kind of uh, common? Uh, I don't want to say whines, but uh, complaints maybe about where design systems tend to get tripped up the most. And maybe they're, they've even got some solutions to, to helping people out through those, uh, those barriers for design systems. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they do. Um, and that's, that's not an area that we've uh, particularly discussed a lot uh, so far to this point. Clearly it's going to be um, uh, just a fantastic set of talks. Uh, I really like how the three of them are coming from very different perspectives. Uh, and I will say that um, we didn't have as much attention devoted to design systems at the first Enterprise UX. We had one talk uh, by uh, uh, Dave Cronin at GE. And um, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say it was the best talk because there were pretty much all really strong talks, but it was one that Dave even ran a little long, and, and I think we could have left him up there for another 20 minutes, and people would have been um, very happy uh, because it's such an important topic. And I'm so happy to have you and uh, the three speakers uh, diving even deeper into the theme uh, this June in San Antonio. Uh, and um, 
Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you there and, and hearing more from the three of them. Yeah, it's a great group with really great experience and, as you said, uh, an array of viewpoints. So we're going to get some really good coverage of the topic overall. Um, I know you shared with me that uh, David Cronin's talk was was kind of the the origin point for this theme. Um, and one of the things that he said towards the end of his talk was that um, sort of their, their next goal at GE was to move into what, what he called full stack components, right? Where it wasn't just about the, uh, the HTML, the CSS, um, the parts that, that, the, uh, that the design team typically produces, but that it involves uh, a much more integrated um, much more integration with with the development stack, so that you've got you've got the JavaScript in there, and you've got uh, other stuff. And that's one of the things that Don is really going to be uh, talking about: this idea of a full stack component that's involving um, an API and uh, analytics and so forth, which is really exciting stuff. Well, it gets better and better, and. Uh um, who knows, maybe the, the 2017 conference will have something dedicated to full-stack design systems. We'll see. Uh, in the meantime, I appreciate you spending time with us today, Jack. Oh, happy to do it, Lou. Really looking forward to the conference. Well, we'll see you in San Antonio, June 8th through 10th for Enterprise UX 2016. And uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.